<laughs> Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, Free Skate Friday edition. I'm your host, Nathan Rudolph, joined as always by Evan Rowell and AJ Haefeli for our Friday show. We are sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Download it today. Get in on all of that amazing betting as we got dropped on us in about a 12-hour period. First of all, after Calgary leading 3 nothing, Dallas scores seven unanswered goals on them last night to confirm the second-round <laughs> opponent for the Colorado Avalanche as the Dallas Stars. And then this morning, we learned that that game one will be played tomorrow at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. So... Are y'all prepared for Avs versus Dallas? Yes. <laughs> yes and no. Yes. yes and no. <laughs> I I am prepared for the series. Uh, I am not prepared for it to begin tomorrow, which is horseshit, and the NHL can suck it for that. Yeah. That, uh, that was a bit on the, the quick trigger side, especially considering the Western Conference hasn't even finished up round one yet. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. If theoretically, if they have sweep this thing, uh, Vegas will have just finished game two. Yep. So they're so. looking at potentially the Abs could just have a dead week in the schedule if they move on to the Western Conference. You know what? After this nonsense, they owe it to us. So <laughs> go Abs, sweep these fools, and then let's take a break. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm all for it. Uh, we're going to get into it. I mean, I'm, I suppose we should just jump into a little bit of a series preview here since mm-hmm. we have about 24 hours before real hockey things start happening in it. What is your biggest concern for the Avs against Dallas? Special teams. Special teams. Dallas's uh, power play is decent and... It doesn't need to be significantly better than that simply because they don't score very many goals. And if they can get a power play goal every game and they can get an even strength goal every game, then all they're doing is looking for one more goal every single game. And then that's two night after night after night. That's their goal. That's exactly what they want to do. Get those two goals. And then if they can scrape a third somewhere, they're in the monies. Hard to argue. Evan, anything else you got or same kind of issues? Um, yeah, and I guess the uh, offense from the defense type thing, shooting from tips, because yeah, that's something the Avs have struggled a little bit with in the past. They figured that out with Nashville of late, but that's how the uh, Sharks ran their offense last year, a lot of heavy traffic shots from the point, and uh, that's really my only concern. I think the Avs are pretty well, I guess, they're in a good position to take this series, but just pretty minor concerns overall. Noted Avalanche Slayer Joe Pavelski, if you're talking mm. about tips. <laughs> yeah. So definitely definitely a factor to look at. Uh, ben Bishop has been hurt throughout all of round one. The Stars went with Kudobin. Don't really know what Bishop's ETA is returning for Dallas there, but both goalies have been good this year. Not expecting any Darcy Kemper-like performances, though, are we? No. Okay. Didn't think so. Possible. I mean, like, certainly anything's possible. Any right? goalie but... can steal a game, sure. But Yeah. 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 I mean, Kadobin did have a 930 save percentage during the year, so. Right, it's, but it's he's played good... yeah, it's during a good this game. bubble, and he just has not been that good. Yeah. All I know is that close up on his face after his helmet popped off. <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny <laughs> which i mean i don't it didn't seem like the calgary series really wore down dallas that much either obviously you know kachuk didn't even play in part of it but dallas kind of cruised past that team in some ways yeah sure they they forced it to go to six games but it didn't feel like dallas really had to had to grind that one all the way out. Granted, you know, the last game they went down three early, but then Calgary basically just folded. Did you watch that series, man? Yeah. There was Calgary. Calgary had, I mean, they had the lead until like 
what, 10 seconds left in game five? They're, the games were close. I'm talking more like, of like a physical aspect of it. I mean, not having Matt Kachuk in the entire series really hurts. Right. Uh, he's arguably Calgary's best player at this point, especially come playoff time. Um, it's funny, both Calgary series, I think, in my mind, they were defined by the big injuries that leave both of those series with major asterisks next to them. And Calgary still had very little trouble scoring consistently against Dallas, despite not having Matt Kachuk. That's my number one reason why I'm like, oh, I'm just not that worried about this. If Ben if Ben Bishop is not healthy and cannot play in this series, Anton Kudobin has a 919 save percentage in the in in the bubble. Yep. Like and and that's right now that's good for 16th. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his 930 save percentage comes with like a split. He's not used to really being the guy ever in his career, I don't think. Yeah. So the one the one time a team tried to do it uh was Carolina and they, they bought him out and were like that was a bad call. Yeah, I guess my con- my only concern with that Dal- Dallas Calgary series is that Dallas might have got some offensive mojo when they had none for Ooh. forever. They scored yeah. what like tw- they they scored what twenty one goals, which is unheard of for them. And yeah, it's that would be my only concern in the that some of those guys are going to start to feel a little bit more confident because um, yeah, I mean we saw in that first round robin game that they had no confidence when it came to scoring goals. <clears throat> yeah. Uh in 9 games in the bubble, they are eighth the eighth highest scoring team. This includes everybody by the way, so like Edmonton is in here. Uh they are the eighth highest scoring team at 2.78 goals per game. However, they've also been giving up exactly 3 goals per game. Despite the series that just finished, they're still at a negative 2 goal differential. And they uh, they won four games in that series. Yeah, so I guess that they're still under five hundred, right? Because they lost all. No, they beat St. Louis, so they only yeah. lost two of three. So they they're exactly five hundred because they lost two to Calgary. Well, they've they've gotten oh, nine so, games yeah. played. They're five. I'm and bad five. at numbers. Obviously, it's Friday. You know that. You know how that goes for me. Either way, <laughs> Dallas Avs opponent. You got to like the Avs. Obviously, Star's still dealing with some injuries. We mentioned Bishop, John Klingberg, mm. still not playing. Um, he played. He was um, in there last night. What? I swear he was a healthy scratch the other night. Uh, well, he was unfit He's, to play a couple games ago, I think. Yeah, he, he, he played like, the last part of that series. Okay. Apparently, I don't know anything <clears> about <throat> Dallas. Either way, um, <laughs> I'm trying to find an area on the ice where Dallas should have the advantage against Colorado talent-wise, and it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's not there. It really, honest to God, it's just not there. The one the one thing that you would maybe say would be experience, playoff experience. But given, given that it's a lot of guys like Pavelski who have just played in a lot of playoff games but not necessarily won anything, yep. it makes you kind of feel like, okay, so they've lost a lot of playoff games. I mean, the Avs have some sneaky experience on their depth. Guys like Ian Cole, who have won cups. Guys like Belmar's been to a cup final. You have guys like Nieto. Burkowski won a cup. Nieto, Nieto went to a cup final. Donskoy went to a cup final. Those guys went to the cup finals together in San Jose with Pavelski. Yeah, so, like, I'm the Avs, their <clears> top <throat> won a cup. sure, maybe not quite as experienced, but. It's not like the Avs are walking around with no experience. In yeah, the that's that's just the one. That's the one thing that I'm sitting here thinking. Okay, if you're looking for like uh, an an advantage, I I guess experience would be it. But what kind of? A, I think I think there's enough experience on on both sides that it's a wash. Like you're like okay, these are these are both teams that have kind of been there. Yeah. If if Bishop was healthy and playing. Yep, the way he's been pretty consistent over the last five years, that would be one area. But no one knows what's going on with him, so that yeah. washes that out. And if Bishop, if Bishop gets in there, um, my concerns about the series go up. I'm not going to say that they skyrocket or anything, but he, I think he is an upgrade over Kudobin, uh, and he's also been outstanding against the Avs. 
Yeah, in his in his career, he's I mean. always seemingly had the Avs number. They they struggle to score on him, but um, that is what it is. A little bit. Either way, I'm excited for the Abs to have an opponent to to dig into the series. I am still a little disappointed that I have 24 hours to do it. Yeah, well, it, it just means that all of our all of our preview stuff has to happen immediately instead of us being able to. I want to do like a video breakdown of the power play. Yep, we, wanted, we had we had more stuff that we wanted to do. We were gonna decompress the whole Arizona series, and yeah, now it's like well, and, and now it's just like. Light it on fire. We got to go. <laughs> All right. Got it. NHL got stuff to do, I guess. But we can take our first period break there as, of course, we have to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Drink one yeah. during period one. That's that's the rules around here. Bunch of awesome ones. Mountain Beach is right there. couple of them. Drink on that. Allie, what's the other one? The, like, Super Nitro Ultra Double Mega? <laughs> Which one? Excuse me. The nitro stout. Yeah, oh, like we, we just got in um, the nitro pumpkin spice latte. I'm excited to try that there one. And then we also have the other the other stout. Yeah. And so, I fi- finally tried Strawberry Sky last night. It's good stuff. Finally, amazing. So pumpkin spice. I guess it's officially fall at the DNBR bar. Come on down. Have yourself a Breckenridge Brewery, or of course, you can always find it at your local liquor store. Use their online Breck Beer Locator if you're looking for a specific one and figure out where you can pick up your beer, whether it be the Avalanche Amber, those awesome new ones, the Strawberry Sky, the Mountain Beach, you name it. And for this week, for this weekend, we have some DraftKings picks of the week. Evan, I want to start with yours. You kept it pretty simple. Canucks little bit of a dog tonight. You think they close out the series? Yeah, I'm picking the Canucks to close it out, if only so that the NHL schedule doesn't get completely wacky. <laughs> True enough. Keep it somewhat in line, perhaps. And that, that Blues team is so... I have no idea how to predict them. And when I watched the end of that, Vancouver dominated the last like 20 minutes of that game, I thought, until they just sat on the lead. I... That Blues team just, it doesn't feel like their heart is in it. I'm going to be honest with you. It, it feels like a team who went all the way last season and is like, all right, cool, we have our cup. <laughs> but either way, as I say either way again, sorry. <laughs> Apologies to the chat. I see you talking about it. AJ wants hey, you go. You go and talk every day for a year straight and tell me what verbal ticks you don't develop. So, yeah, I'm like I'm trying to switch it up because my other verbal tick mm-hmm. is as well. So if I say either way, I'm not saying as well. Mine is all right on the DMV on the Denver Sports <laughs> Podcast. I'm always like all right. Well, it's also like having to bring you guys in and be like, okay, let's get it. My my verbal. Whatever is all right. I don't. I don't care what my verbal ticks are because it's just something that happens when you talk every day for hours True. on end. True. Enough. And you know, if 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 you can't handle it, I'm. I don't know what to tell you. I can you handle this ridiculous parlay that you're going with AJ? AJ taking the baseball bet over on DraftKings odds boosted to plus eleven thirty. Rockies, D-backs, and Astros all to win. Yeah, the D-backs part of that hurt a little bit, but I'm going Rockies and uh, Rockies over the Dodgers uh, to bounce back, and then getting to getting to go with the Astros without having any guilt about it. So the D-backs por- portion of this hurts, but you know, got to you got to you got to make that money where you can. A plus eleven thirty is always enticing. When you see a big plus number like that, it makes you think a little bit, right? Yep. So if you want to get some big winnings, head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook and put your bets down. You can bet on anything from NHL, MLB, NBA, obviously the big sports. But if you want to bet on table tennis, you know they have you covered. If you want to bet on Swedish short league hockey where they only play 10-minute periods, you can bet on that as well. They got you covered. You can bet forever over there. It is the top-rated sportsbook app. So download it now and use code DNVR when you sign up. And for a limited time, you'll get a free $10 bet when you place a bet of $20 or more on any playoff action out there. So they're hooking you up with a free $10 bet for every little bet you want to make. 
on the playoffs. It's a great deal. Again, download today. Use code DNBR when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See DraftKings Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hit that like button, indeed. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, helps us out a ton. If you wouldn't mind hitting that button. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We can continue breaking down this star series, but it is Free Skate Friday. Wanted to play a little bit of, of some games with you guys here. So my first question to you all is, if you were headed in to the playoff bubble, what is one thing that you absolutely would have to bring? Just one? We'll start with one and then we'll expand. I, I want your best answer first. I mean, the one thing that I have to bring is my Switch. Good answer. Like my, I would have to bring my Switch. Between Animal Crossing and uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, which I'm still working my way through, and really the its entire catalog. You know, me me talking trash and trying to uh, trying to beat the fiance on Mario Kart, which I've still been afraid to challenge her in because she's going to wail on me. Um, <laughs> That that would happen. Like it would have to be all about the switch first and foremost. All right, got it, Evan. Yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing. My Xbox, play games, but also it's got like you can watch Netflix, you can watch anything on there. So it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. So it's a multimedia I'm ass- center. I'm assuming that's what every single hockey player brought. It sounds like so they're all on the same page. Bunch of dudes playing Fortnite. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I I'm definitely in the same boat. I, I under the assumption that if you're on a team that's expecting to be there for a while, I would bring my desktop computer, bring the whole nine yards there because I can't live without it. You like lugging the rig? Yeah, exactly. Isn't that what Joel Embiid did or whatever? Multiple did he, monitors. I think and... there was pictures of him carrying monitors into his room. Yep, that's what I'd bring if if. If I knew I was on a terrible team like Arizona and was going to be there like two weeks, I'd probably just go with the laptop. But a couple months, you gotta you gotta have the full rig there. But we can expand it. I mean, obviously, I'm going to bring my Manscaped lawn lawnmower trimmer here. But what else are you guys bringing? <laughs> so I was waiting for the transition of some sort there. No, no transition yet. It's too early okay. for that. Good. Um. I would want to bring some books so that I just don't sit there and stare at the TV for a while. Hey, I don't know. Like no books. Look, books I I like to read, but as I'm like I have I grew up a voracious reader, and then I stopped reading as I got into adulthood as technology consumed my entire existence, <laughs> and then when I try and read books now, I just fall asleep. Well, there you go. It puts you so I'm. I'm. I don't think I would. I don't think I could go with a. I. I. I might bring books like as one of those like. Oh, I have the best of intentions, and then it, they'll just sit there. Like I. I know how this goes. That they, one early night you have in the bubble, you read two pages and you're done. Yep, <laughs> and it's just like poof, you're out. <laughs> books. All right. I. I. If I'm going into the bubble. Uh, presumably I'm going in as like Meek said that. a reporter, but I don't think I'd find time to read books if I was just watching hockey all day, every day. Certainly not in the early parts of the bubble, to say the least. Yeah, this is the thing, is that it's like, like, Dater's in Edmonton, and like, he's only gone to like, some of the games. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell are you even doing there, dude? You should be at every game. Dude, I'd be like pitching a tent up in the stands up there, like yeah, like straight up, like you should be like carving out a space where you're just like, this is my area. <laughs> you guys can all go away. Like I would be there watching every game every day. Cat's not gonna watch itself. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I can't say I know that much about the cat other than the. <laughs> Like, there's a cat in his Airbnb that he's, like, chilling with, I think. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too well-versed on it. I just know that, like, I would, if I was, if I was actually spending the, the insane amount of money to be there, 
to get no additional content that I would be I would I would be up there watching games at least to make it worth my while. To I would be there. Cuz it's not it's not like we're getting anything crazy out of it, you know? Like it sucks. The abs abs PR still isn't hooking him up and so it's like I yeah, I I would be I just think that's I think that's nonsense and so I would be at the games all the time. Hard, hard to argue with that. Uh, I guess we should have specified, is this the NHL bubble or the NBA yeah. bubble? Because the NBA bubble is badass with a ton of stuff going on. Where reporters are around to wander around. Yeah. Uh, whereas the NHL bubble, like, they don't let you in and you're just sort of, like, making it up. If you're not, like, one of the five reporters from NBC or Sportsnet. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't... And, and, like, you're in Edmonton versus, like, Orlando. Yeah, the, in Disney World, no less. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. I don't know, man. I my the other the other thing that I think I would I would bring. God, I don't want to be like the guy that just brings all of the technology and be like, I think I might bring my desktop too. But I, I definitely would. There's no escaping it. I don't. I don't know what else I would honestly bring. Like after the switch, it's like. What am I gonna do for fun? What am I? What do I do in my free time? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Man, they I, better have booze there. You would hope so, right? Like you're still staying at a hotel. You know, they better be straight up open bar with like yeah. the NBA is spending like two hundred million dollars or something <laughs> to put this thing on. That had better be an open bar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, circling this back into the stars ads sorry, sorry. a little bit. Uh, just seeing the comments mentioning Kadri quite a bit. Is there anything to this? Kadri versus Corey Perry is, let's be honest, two kind of shit disturbers a little bit. Yeah, like one of them is an adult and the other one is Corey Perry. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if, if Corey Perry can get to any of the abs. The Avs played that whole series cool, calm, and collected until they did something to Kale McCarr, and then Big Brother Syndrome kicked in yep. in a really big way that Christian Fisher wished did not happen. <laughs> yeah, so uh, don't mess with Kale. Maybe the message to Corey Perry a little bit there. And maybe maybe that's what he does. Is he's like, okay, well, I saw that. I'm, I'm, I'm honing in on that. Yeah. I'm going to board Kale McCarr in game one on my third shift. <laughs> It's gonna be, gotta, you know, gotta catch him first. Kill fourteen, fourteen <laughs> minutes into the, er, fourteen minutes left in the first period, he boards them and gets a five-minute major, and and then everybody loses their minds, and it's we have a line brawl, and half the abs get tossed, and then what do you do? Then, uh, then you got yourself a series, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then game one is in jeopardy because you, <laughs> you've you've lost Kadri and McKinnon and Landeskog because they all big brothered Kale. <laughs> Um, I guess we won't have time to do a proper uh, proper round two show here. So, gotta get your guys uh, on the spot here. We did not. I did not pre-plan this, but what do you think of this series? Give me predictions. Well, I was just on TDSP, and I said abs in five. So, okay. I guess I have to go with that. That's that's what I have it in as well. So, I got abs in six. I think I think Dallas got a little bit of confidence offensively. Um. And I think they're a better team than uh, Arizona, so I think they'll take two. But I'm not terribly concerned about this this uh, series. I'm really looking forward to. Um, I know everyone makes the big thing about Hughes versus McCarr, but I think Heiskanen is right there with McCarr too. Hey, so I, just had I, a, what a four or five point night last night. He's, yeah. he's balled out in this whole bubble. He's I, played very very well for that. I I love watching him play. He's to me yeah. the perfect blend of everything so i think that's going to be fun to watch and yeah i mean uh, hopefully it's not you know i figured a dallas series would be boring because they can't score but if they can score a couple goals it'd be hopefully a little bit more entertaining than i had anticipated yeah uh Haskinen is up to second in scoring in the postseason with 12 points behind nathan mckinnon tied with Kadri with 12 i believe Kadri has 11. Pedersen has 11. Aho and Haskinen have 12. Either way. Yeah. Third, third, fourth, and fifth picks in that draft. 
They're working out pretty well. Yeah. yeah 2017 <laughs> showing up. Looking it's like funny. that draft class. Well, it's funny because somebody tweeted it to me today and was like, oh, I think Kale in a redraft would obviously go first overall. And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. He definitely goes top three. Yeah, I think the, the top three is easy. It's Makar, Haskinen, and Pedersen in some order. Yeah. I, you're just at that point, you're picking what does a team want, right? Haskinen, yeah. the bigger bodied D. A little bit, little bit more well-rounded two-way player right yep. now, but lower offensive ceiling. Makar, more of your your dynamic offensive defender whose defensive game is still a work in progress. Not to say that it's bad, but that it still has a lot of room for improvement. And then Pedersen, who's the franchise center. Yep. So what the hell do you do? <laughs> you you're, you're you close about your eyes and roll a dice and be happy no matter what you get with that, I think. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about hard contention versus Norris contention with all three guys. Like you're, it's it's funny. You don't pick Nico Hisher. That's what you do. I mean, I pick Hisher over uh, Nolan Patrick. Oh yeah, Patrick. (laughs) He go four. So yeah. Anyway, but yeah, no, I think it's. I'm hoping it's going to be a little bit more entertaining series. Um, I think it'll be closer process wise. Yeah. Um, I You're don't even think any seven one stomps. I don't think. Yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't watch the Dallas Calgary series too close. I watched the awful goaltending last night, but um, it didn't seem like Dallas was getting a lot out of their big guys. It was mostly like Garyanov and their defense. So I and mean, the Fs should straight up out depth that team easily. That's that's the yeah. thing is if you put the big stars out there for Colorado against like the 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 the, the stars, top line whatever you the want to call it the stars for the stars <laughs> uh Colorado Colorado dominates right yeah. and then you get the second line out there Colorado still dominates yep and then as you get into the third and fourth lines it's like okay well these are some of the best at what they do in the NHL uh, especially Colorado's fourth line against Dallas's fourth line where you're just like, this isn't very good guys. Like this, this should be a significant advantage for the ads. And yeah. then defensively, I mean, outside of Klingberg, uh, Lindell and Haskinen, uh, the stars are kind of lacking. They don't, they do feel like they feel like abs from a year ago, two years ago, where the defense is like, "Oh wow, look at all these young kids that are that are coming and showing up." But it needs to be rounded out. They need to find a Ryan Graves. They need to find Nikita Zadorov on a good day to where they can run out six real proper NHLD. Yeah, and. Um... You know, Stephen John's getting healthy and Jamie Alexiak, uh, oh, Andre Sakara. Yeah. Like, there are some mm. guys, and, and like, Sakara a little bit over the hill. But. I'll tell you, I'll tell you analytically, Taylor Fadun was really good this year as a third pairing guy. Um, I don't really, I don't, I don't really know what their plans are, uh, for how they want to use that rotation, but I will tell you that, um, I, I've always been a Stephen Johns fan when he's been healthy. He just it's just been a struggle for him. Never trust anyone with two first names. That's the rule. Well, his last name is Johns. Nah, that just made he's so, more than one person. I don't think that one counts. <laughs> um, uh I don't know where I'm going with that. That's so. scary. That's like uh the, this is what the second time this week that we've talked about multiple personalities yeah. on the show. Yeah, we're getting uh, we're going full Fight Club on this uh, on the yo spoiler alert. <laughs> if you are getting that movie was only made Club, in like 1998. It's fine. Yeah, get out of here if you haven't watched that. That's on you at this point. Yeah, never trust Nathan Rudolph. Exactly, two first names. <laughs> Rudolph is not really a first name, but okay. Get out of here if you haven't seen Fight Club yet. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched that for the first time this year. I believe that. Yeah, definitely believe that. It was good. It. <laughs> oh, you, you actually liked it? it? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't that's watch- a, that surprises me. Really? What's, yeah. I'm Brad Pitt. What's not to like? I thought it was like, at first I thought it was a little slow because I went into a lot of details. But then at the end you realize why and it all makes sense. And it was, I thought it was good. 
since it's free skate Friday and we can spiral off topic, there's actually yeah. a theory that, uh, that Marla isn't real either. And that's a third personality of the, the main character had my first beer this year. I went to see you come on now, sweetie. We drank a lot of beer. Get out I'm of here with that. I'm definitely assuming that you're 21 and everyone here is being fully legal. I am 25 years old. He had his first beer, Allie. I'm assuming he's 21. Okay. No, he said also she had her first beer this <laughs> oh, year. Oh, he's okay, talking about me. No. Rudo's off uh, his game. Yeah, dude, it's been a Friday. All right? I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to hop out. Denim Daddies just had to bring it's, it up. Bye. It's a struggle of a Friday. This Dallas Star stuff really threw me off. But uh, either way, we'll get. That was internet's crashing. <laughs> My internet or Alex? No, yours. Yours. It's working fine for no, me. No, it's cutting out. Well, okay, great. I don't know. <laughs> I Marla's definitely real. Calm, <laughs> calm down, dude. Keep it in your pants. YouTube comments. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I'm gone. Bye. Okay. Am I? Can you hear me? Am I cutting out still? Yeah. Great. No, you're fine. Now you're good. Okay. So, yeah, it's a great question. How many first beers have you had today, Rudo? Uh, I've at least one. Okay. <laughs> I've had a first beer. How about that? Sticking to hockey now. How about uh, can since, we try? Since we've clearly gone off the rails with everything not hockey related, <laughs> who's their biggest offensive threat? Is it Haskin in from the back ends? Is it really that, or, or are you afraid of a Sagan? I know you're not afraid of Ben, AJ, but... I mean, Tyler Sagan, I think, has, like, three points in the bubble. Three or four points, something like that. Like, he's been, not no- yep. he's been nothing, dude. Um, he, might, he might not be healthy, because he missed, like, I think most of their run-robin run games, too. Yeah, and he did not play in the Colorado game, for example, which is one reason why uh, no Klingberg and no Sagan in that game... Uh, as well as no bishop, so I'm I'm being careful to make too much of that. I'm also ignoring the regular season matchups with these guys because I think their last matchup was like January 5th or something. So they're not relevant anymore. Agreed. I just um, these two these two teams just match up so oddly. Because what they want to do, uh, what they want to do is actually like their goals are similar, but they accomplish it in very different ways. Such different it's ways. It's not Dallas is not gonna be an Arizona where Arizona wants to play slow pace, low event hockey, and the Avs just walk all over them without even trying. Right. Right. Dallas wants to play slow pace, low event hockey, and they do it. They, they enforce it a little it. bit. Yeah. They're they're a poor they're a poor man's Islanders in that they are dedicated to playing that kind of style. Yep. They just don't do it as well as the Isles do. But significantly Which, better than oh, Arizona does. Yeah, Isles, round two. Isles moving on to round two. Kevin's so mad because he watched that game last night and realizes that nothing happens during Isles games. <laughs> I've watched plenty of their games and I know that nothing happens, and that's what yes. makes me so angry is that they're being rewarded for it. Oh, what? yeah. Aren't they ever? I mean, smoking Washington. <laughs> Calm down over there. <laughs> Amazing. The Barry Trout's magic continues. Oh. What did you call it, Evan? Free Hate Friday? Yeah, this is Free Hate Friday. <laughs> They're thieves of hockey joy, that team. It's just. It's hard to, hard to say that given all the joy they have brought me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad someone's happy watching them. Me and like six others. <laughs> what what happens? Do you fall asleep one minute in and then wake up at the 59th minute like, we're winning? No, <laughs> I actually have had to watch all of their games on a delay because I feel like I've been bad luck. But I I watched all of the third period last night. It was all two shots. Yeah, it was a tough period to watch. <laughs> Proud of you, AJ. Proud of you. 
Got to take our second period break here. Can we please? If you want something more exciting than Islanders hockey, WGT Golf, the digital golf game loved by more than 20 million people around the world. You can jump in, go to dnvrgolf.com to download and search for DNVR3 to get into the DNVR Clubhouse as we're pushing towards almost 750 members on WGT Golf, all playing in weekly tournaments where you can top the leaderboards and show off your skills with the DNBR fam on true-to-life courses. Of course, you can play many different ways as well. Match play, stroke play, closest to the hole. You can even hit the digital top golf if that's your thing. So join us, come have some fun, play some games with us. It's a blast. Third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. It's time to play everybody's favorite game. I have five sets of players. Yes, I love this game. Player A and player B. It's a little bit of guess who. It's never me. That's Rudo. That's Rudo. Rudo. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Wait, that was Rudo. That was me. That was Evan. And then a dog. Pretty sure it's Bernie. Is that (laughs) D-Line? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. He was bagging me on Slack, so I got to get him. Nice. <laughs> get All some. Right. Let's bring up our, our first set here. Player A has 201 games played, 19 goals, 33 assists, 52 points, and is 29 years old. Player B has. Wait, hold f- on. 201 games played? Correct. So that's the career. That's their career. That's career numbers. So wait, these are players in this series? Is that what I'm talking Understand not all just... of them. Okay. Player B has 454 games played, 38 goals, 49 assists for 87 points, and is 35 years old. First of all, which of these do you prefer? And secondly, who do you think they are? Uh, are they forwards or defensemen? They are forwards. Uh, player B is Belmar. That is correct. Yeah. Player A. Can we see his? Yeah, player. Player A. It's got to be someone on Dallas. It is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it Jason Magna? It is not Jason Magna. There is there is a connection loosely to Belmar with this player. Is it Ryan Carpenter? It is Ryan uh, Carpenter. So Belmar it is. Statistically I'm perfectly happy with Pierre Edward. Edward. Statistically, Carpenter does look a little bit better there, I would say. But he does. Well and younger Granted, that's the, he was on a three-year deal to Belmar's two is the big yeah. uh, is the big difference there, but boy, all right. That's, so it's really interesting that Vegas's fourth line, which is like one of the pride and joy of their whole roster, lost those guys yeah, right and just didn't miss a beat. Two super like, solid fourth liners, and they just kept yeah. on rolling. And it was like okay, bye. <laughs> all right. So that that's your fourth liners. Let's get into some non-fourth liners here. Our next player A has 174 games played, 66 goals, 116 assists, 182 points, and is 28 years old. This is over the past three seasons. So 17, 18, 18, 19, and 19, 20. And then player B... Has 205 games played, 80 goals, 101 assists for 182 points as well, and is 27. So is B Landeskog? B is Landeskog. A Sagan? A is not Sagan. Uh, is is A Taylor Hall? A is Taylor Hall. I'm good at this game. <laughs> this is I like this AJ, game. AJ, you're on fire. Yeah, yeah, I like this. Woo! All keep, right, I'm, I'm we found something my, I'm good at, y'all. Keeping with my seventy-five percent wrong thing, I'll you, get one right. Statistically, it'll happen. Okay, can we go? Can we go back to the to the to those stats for Landy and Hall because I think this is a point that Rudo is trying to yeah. make. So here's Taylor Hall, who is 
almost exactly one year older than Landis Gog by birthday, mm-hmm. who has as many points as Landis Gog over the last three seasons in 30 less games. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Landis Gog does have more goals. Taylor Hall is certainly more of a distributor. Mm-hmm. But I've seen a lot of people talking about why do they need him? Yeah. Why do they need him? And my counter argument for this is if you're not willing to sign Taylor Hall for what we've been talking about somewhere in the eight to nine million range. Yeah. What are you comfortable signing Gabe Landeskog to then? Because if you take out, like if you're a fan and you take out your avalanche bias, what does Gabe Landeskog bring that Taylor Hall doesn't? Sure. Maybe there's a little bit of an advantage on the defensive side. And sure, injuries are a concern when it comes to Taylor Hall. Also, I mean, the intangible effects. Landis Cog's been a captain his entire NHL career, essentially. And Taylor Hall... Um, not exactly captain-y stuff. Yeah, has not been. Um, which, like, what's the, what's the di- difference between guys that you can win with, right? Like, what, what happens... What what happens if Taylor Hall shows up into a good locker room, a veteran locker room that's driven to win and has kind of a hierarchy, and all they ask him to do, hey, just come play, come go go play hockey, dude. We're not asking you to be a face of the franchise. We're not asking you to be a superstar. We're not asking you to do any of this stuff except just go be the best version of yourself on the ice. We've got the we've got all those other ingredients out there. So yeah, and I I did come prepared a little bit for this as well. Uh, If you look across their entire careers, across nine seasons for Landis Gong, if they were all 82-game seasons, he would average about 70 games a year. For Taylor Hall, across 10 seasons, he only averaged about 63 games a year. So, while sure... Although his career is drastically broken into two pieces because it's the first five years, tons of injuries. The last five years... One injury. One major one. It was one. It was the one knee injury the year after his heart trophy. Yep. When he was still a point per game guy. And then ever since he came back, he hasn't quite been at that at that same exact level, but he's been not far off of it. And and healthy. And, and I guess my comparison with Landis Gog here is is Landis top left wing versus the top left wing in free agency. Well, one that, but two Landeskog's only one year younger, and we've had many conversations about, mm-hmm. look, the Avs are probably looking at extending Landeskog long-term. Mm-hmm. So why Landeskog, and why are people so averse to doing that with Taylor Hall? Because they know what the Avs look like without Taylor Hall, and it's pretty good, and everybody is super-duper afraid of cap crunch, and I don't want to be the next Toronto. People are afraid of this reputation that Taylor Hall has. Which is really weird to me because, like, unless you know Taylor Hall personally, you don't have an educated opinion on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I people said Hall didn't play that well in the series, but Hall in two and he played so well in games two and three that it forced Bednar to change up his defensive pairs because whatever the Az were doing wasn't working because he was blowing it up. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I think it's just more that people know Landis Cog and it's a bit more unknown with Hall. I, well, I all they, they see is sticker shock, and then they see that the Avs as a team dominate the team that Hall is on, which only exacerbates the questions that you have about Hall, which is, okay, well, he's if he's so good, why is he not, you know, why is why is he not standing out on that team? Or, and then, and then the other way to look at it is, okay, well, he doesn't have any damn help. What's he supposed to do? What would Landeskog, if Taylor Hall and Gabe Landeskog switched places and they replayed that series, how would Gabe Landeskog look? Uh, just look at the 16-17 abs. Had McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen on it, and their highest score had 50 points, 53 points in McKinnon. It, when we you're talking in, about that year. But when you're in a down year, when you're in an organization that just doesn't have it, is not a real playoff team, let alone a contender. Yeah. It's just not you're not gonna put up the same numbers. You're just not. So Yeah. And like you look at Landis you look at Landis Cog's career numbers, he's been fine. 
his entire career, he's been good for 20 goals a season, 35 assists a year, like set and forget right in the range of those numbers. A couple goals more, depending on the year that he's having, maybe an assist here or there on either side. But for the most part, that's kind of his baseline career. And then Nathan McKinnon turned into a superstar and his numbers took a significant leap. And you're like, oh, funny how that works. That's odd. (laughs) So what's the cap number? We talked about this yesterday and I said I would stop at $8 million. That's, I mean, I actually wouldn't have that hard of a line. If he said he would come to Colorado for eight and a half, I'd be like, hooray, let's do it. But $8 million is kind of what I have in mind over Um, five years. Which we know for sure the cap next year will be eighty-one and a half million. Uh, the Avs have plenty of room in the immediate. The question yeah. about the Avs room is: after they extend Landis Gog and Makar, how much room do they have? And we don't really know yet. Yeah, those questions get a lot more complicated. Um, and we've that's really on it in the past. If you want to look into it, but... yeah, we we've done we've talked we've talked about these contracts. We had we have months worth of podcasts in which hockey was not being played. Yeah, in which we in which 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 we tackled these topics. We don't need to broke down in detail. Yeah, we can get back to we can get back to player A, player B. Yeah, third player A, player B. Uh, getting more and more relevant as we go here. Player A. This is from this season. Fifty games played, twenty goals, twenty five assists for forty five points. Twenty five years old. Player B. Sixty nine games played. Nice. nice. 17 goals, 33 assists for 50 points, and is 28 years old. Okay, well, player A is Burkowski. Correct. Um, can we get player B? I don't think that's an AV. It is not an AV. Is that Tyler Sagan? That is Tyler Sagan. AJ is good at this. Wow. <laughs> That's actually okay. Um, wow, he did not have a good year. <laughs> that is not impressive for what's he making like nine million dollars or something like that. Um, 9.85 million dollars, 9.85 making more than Miko there. <laughs> and I think Miko only had a couple points under that, and Miko had. 42 points, but in like 41 games. Yeah, it was it was in 20, almost almost 30 less games, uh, fewer, fewer games. Yeah, that's wow, 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 wow. Just that one, obviously, just trying to uh, flash the point of look. The Evs second Twist line, the knife in. The Evs second line is scoring as much as Dallas's top line players that are getting paid three times as much, apparently. So. <laughs> The depth definitely favors the Avs a little bit in the series, to say the least. Can go I, on. I dig that. Fourth one here. I think this one is a good one. Player A, 67 games played, 14 goals and 17 assists for 31 points. Player B, 67 games played, 11 goals and 20 assists for 31 points. Is one of these a defenseman? Is one of these Jamie Penn? No. <laughs> really? Um, one of them is. Is a that Comfort? Which one? Uh, a, I think. Player A is JT Comfort. Yes. I'm on the board. Wow. He. Yeah, yeah, player B is Radulov, then, isn't it? Oh, I'm wrong. No, I I read my own stuff wrong because it's been that kind of a Friday. Player B is JT Comfer. Sorry. Well, yeah, it was oh, okay. eleven goals. Yeah. Oh, okay. Player, the other one, Radulov. It is not Radulov, but it is a star. Oh, Silent. that's that's Pavelski. Pavelski. Yeah. Joe Pavelski provided the stars with the same amount Seven of production million. that JT Comfer. Provided the abs and Comfer's making 3.5, 3.9, somewhere in there. AJ knows. Yeah. <laughs> He's got cat friendly up over there. He's pulling it up right now. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. I have the stars. I have the stars cat page open. There so you I go. Can, I wanted to look up Sagan's contract. <laughs> 9.8. So, 
again, and obviously there's a significant age difference there. Pavelski's 33 or something, I think. Yeah, there's so. a significant time on ice difference, too. Pavelski's been like a big part of their team. Played a lot and of minutes in the top six this year. <laughs> JT Confer is legitimately like seven or eight on the Avs forward depth chart. Yep. And the Avs just produce goals. It's what they do. They produce points and they dominate. Go with our last one here to round out the show. Player A, career numbers, 174 games played, 2.44 GAA, 920 save percentage with 11 shutouts is 28. Player so forward or a D? <laughs> Player B, 413 games played, a 2.32 goals against average, a 921 save percentage with 33 shutouts and is a 33-year-old. There's player B's stats up on the screen for you. It's got to be Groovy Bishop. Yeah. That is exactly what it is. Correct. I was a little surprised just how similar their numbers were. Obviously, Bishop's sample size significantly bigger. But yeah. Well, when you think about the Gruber, Grubauer when the Abs Gruber. got him, he had a he had 100 games played and he had a 926 save percentage. Yep. So, you know, now he's all the way down to 920. As an as a starter, yeah, ish. But yeah, his ish. postseason numbers have gotten a lot better. Well, I mean, did, well, what do you have? Two games before this? Two games where he got murked <laughs> in, I think. Yeah. yeah, but it just just interesting, and you know, obviously, I can't see into the future. I don't know what Gruby's projected numbers are, but even if it's for only a moment in time. Bishop and Grubauer's numbers have cross-sected here, I suppose. So, I mean, outside of the games played, if you just cut out, cut that off, and you just looked at the the shutouts and the goals against and the save percentage, you could look at that and 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 say, "Hey, these guys are actually pretty similar." Because most, I mean, I would say most of these goalies are. You start getting into uh, like goals saved above expected and stuff like that. You know, some of the advanced goaltender metrics that are starting to to come out a little bit more. Then I think we might see some separation. But I'm sure just, you can ask Jeremy about that. I, de- I mean, I don't think we have to. He's going to hear us talk about goaltenders and he's, he's just like, going to dump yeah. them all onto Discord. If anyway. you're sitting in the DNVR yeah. lounge, get ready for the goalie dump tonight. That's right. <laughs> yeah. There's, what you see there is one percentage of difference and then eight inches, which. Don't tra- don't transition to landscape after this. <laughs> if you're trying to make your eight inches look as appealing as possible to your lady, <laughs> I'm, look at I got chat doing it for me. I got AJ and Evan doing it for me now. The, the craze is catching on. You literally have people scared. Evan was like, "Oh God, why did I say that? Please don't transition into a manscape read." People are nervous now, Rudo. <laughs> Gotta keep People are going to have manscaped PTSD because of these raids. <laughs> you PTSD? Already, you guys clearly already do nice. because manscaped isn't even on the sheet for today. So, Oh, well, okay. Then they get free ad time. <laughs> they do every day. <laughs> uh, nobody knows what's going yeah, on. It's free, it's it's free hay Friday. Friday. Yeah, I yeah. can't keep my thoughts straight at this point. Um, if, if we don't have a game to cover and it's Friday, we get to go off the rails and you guys just have to deal. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've got the DNVR nuggets. There you go. Um, pretending like the first three quarters matter. Yeah. Got them. I'm glad I have you on headphones, AJ. Because <laughs> you are feisty Friday today. <laughs> Yeah, it's just the Nuggets and the Rockies. <laughs> Thumbs up our TDSP today. <laughs> I was nice about the Broncos. I mean, yeah, but I thought you were being mean for a second. <laughs> no, just recalling early 2000s horror films. <laughs> well, let's close up shop here. Any Any final thoughts, any expectations for this avalanche stars series i know we already did predictions but give me something spicy if you got it Kadri keeps it up man oh i, um, love, I love it 
Not only, not only, and and the big thing that I think Kadri does in this series is it's not all on the power play. I think he starts to take over at even strength, and he and and just drives it home. The differences between these two teams, because that top line is going to get theirs. It's where else is it going to come from? Where else are you going to get a goal? Where else are you going to get two goals from every every game? And I think I think Kadri is so locked in right now. This is the best we've seen him play in an Abs uniform, and. I, I think at even strength he separates. Kadri for Khan Smythe, baby. I took him. I took him as my difference maker before the postseason started, and I'm continuing it on after into round two. I'm riding. I'm Kadri's my dude. Love to hear it, Evan. Can you top it? Uh, well, I will say I did have Kadri as the leading scorer in the first round, but McKinnon, went, McKinnon went off. Um, oh, I will dear. say that Gruby has been. St- Secretly awesome, so I'm gonna say he records not one but two shutouts this series. Ooh, that is That's hot, spicy, sir. I love, I love the answers. Mm-hmm. That's spicy. Two groovy shutouts, Kadri popping off. I'm, I, I don't have anything nearly that spicy. I was just gonna say Makar becomes the Kale Makar we know and love. But yeah, if he. If he wins the head-to-head against Haskinen, Colorado should have this thing going away. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I think if the Avs get one of those three, one of those three things, they probably win the series. If they get two, yeah. it's a pretty a pretty cruise control for them. So, I would like to add that I think it's going to be fascinating to see what the Avs do, uh, how they how they approach this uh, mentally, because they are favorites in round two. And they haven't been they haven't been favorites like they the Arizona series they were a favorite for the first time. Yep. But Arizona was so overmatched that it was like okay whatever congrats you beat up the little kid on the playground. <laughs> now like, they're a favorite than a what by the numbers should be a closer series. Definitely, and a, definitely a team that's had their number over the last couple of years in the regular season because it wasn't just this year that the Stars have given the Avs trouble. So. I'm I'm curious, you know, that Dallas has the the quick strike capability that you don't that you don't associate with defensive teams. Rupe Hints and Denis Gurionov uh, can kind of come out of nowhere. Obviously, Pavelski, you have to tie up that stick, if not just take it away from him when he's in the offensive zone, because he could tip a puck from anywhere and into the net. So they've they they can make Whatever, what little offense they need to be successful, they can conjure up out of thin air really quickly. And so you can't fall asleep. You have to be very defensively responsible against a team like that. Yep. No falling asleep, no mistakes. I mean, that's just playoff hockey, right? The, whatever yeah. round one was, the, it's time to, to buckle down and, and play some proper playoff hockey from here on out. Yeah, and definitely agree that Dallas was sloppy against Calgary. If that's the Dallas that the Avs see, this won't be a close series. Yep. That look, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Get hyped because round two is happening tomorrow, so the yeah. wait will not be long for round two. Uh, obviously, DNVR bar, the watch party is sent out. Check your email; it's up. So get in on it. There's a very good chance it will fill all the way up. Uh, yeah, all the way up. Nothing can stop you. Mm-hmm. You're all the way up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to close out the show there. Not Manscaped, but the Colorado Raptors, which now, of course, Colorado rugby as a whole has become the epicenter of everything rugby in the United States with DNVR covering it with Colton Strickler reporting on everything American rugby and doing the DNVR rugby podcast. And you can find all of his written content on the site as well. Obviously, it's been announced for a little while now that in Glendale, Infinity Park is the home training center for both men's and women's USA Eagles 15 teams. So they have the best rugby in the country, practicing there, playing there, working out there. It's the best place to be in the country for rugby. And let's admit it, U.S. probably not the best in the world, but that's what they aim to become. So... You can follow along in that journey with Colton Strickler on the DNBR Rugby Beat. Be sure to give their Twitter account a follow and, of course, check out all their content. Even if you're new to rugby, Colton has a bunch of awesome 101 pods as well. So give it a try today and, yeah, support us here at DNBR. We are out of here for today's show. 
Um, we might be playing some Chell in a little bit. I'm not sure exactly what our is. Okay. So in about an hour, if you want to hang out with us, play some virtual hockey, we will be doing that. Come chill, come hang out, come pick our brains. I'm sure we'll be happy to answer questions on the live stream. But until we get that all set up, thank you for listening. The pod will be back on Monday and go abs. Thank you.